cool. So what are you going to do about this job then? You're going to leave it or? No, I mean, the initial contract is until the end of the month. It's hectic, but now I kind of know what I'm doing. I'm still learning things every day. Um, but it's it's okay. Also, I have one friend there. And she's leaving until the end of, uh, she's there until the end of May. Right. Which, it does make a big difference. Um, otherwise, yeah, you just do feel very isolated. Obviously, I'm bitching about my job to other people. But you want to bitch about it with people who know exactly what you're going through. So it's cool. I'm working on everybody. I'm trying to line other people up <laughs> so I can have a bitch fest with them. Um, yeah, it's always, an, yeah, because I just started stirring the pot a little. Because, you know, obviously, like, as a freelancer as well, you don't have to be so diplomatic. And I was like, yeah, so this is, it's just my perception or this is a bit of a shit show. No, you agree. Oh, you're leaving. <laughs> Especially when she told me she was leaving that opened the door. And I was like, mm, I wonder why. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah. So I think definitely until the end of the month, it should be fine. And then if they give me work in June, which I think they will because they're desperate for people. Hmm. Um then i'll do it and then july i've got a few little things planned but then my friend she has had to cancel her wedding twice but now it's um she's a well she's peruvian but lives in italy most of life so she's holding the wedding in italy so yeah i'm not too sure if i'm going to be able to make that it depends on the rules really like if they change and you should be able to travel aren't we open now i thought yeah it's just I don't know if some reason we kind of start to shrink again in terms of like uh, implementing lockdown rules again. I don't know. It's just, I think just like this indie, I was surprised we ended up opening like everything's open now, uh, despite the Indian variant. Um, but they can't, they can't do that. I mean, it's just, there's, it's been so long and I mean, you, people are taking the vaccine and then, I mean, what's next? We, you're going to just keep locking us down every time of, of something mutates because that's not realistic and um, yeah. definitely not sustainable. So, I mean, yeah, part of me is like, let's just get on with it. People are getting vaccines. But then it's just weird because you hear places, for example, like Singapore. So we have an Airbnb guest with us and he's English, but he's lived in Singapore for many 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 years and then he came back it's quite funny because he's like i just came back for a couple of weeks just to go hiking so all he had was shorts and hiking boots and stuff and now it's probably four months down the line he hasn't been allowed to go back into singapore and so he's had to buy a whole new wardrobe and he's staying with us um initially it was like for two weeks (laughs) and i was like give me six months give me six months so but yeah so he can't go back in and then we have another friend in singapore and he's saying it's nearly full full on lockdown they're on the verge of of exercising that again and mm. i felt a bit sorry for that guy because he's getting a divorce uh. <laughs> right now and i'm just like wow how not being allowed to leave your flat i don't really know how bad it is there um how strictly how strict the rules are but was he getting a divorce to- before the first lockdown or was it the first lockdown that's caused the divorce no, it was before. I mean, this girl was, uh, she's a little, I don't like to say the word crazy, but well, that's crazy. the story. That's the story crazy. that we should be uh, exploring. So go ahead. Anyway, this chick. <laughs> well, okay. 
I like there's no names the to even I know, exactly. to protect the innocent everybody's safe no no but it's just it's so um particular <laughs> you know it's all like it doesn't <laughs> the details are oh yeah he's talking about me <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure yeah we're not friends on any social media so it should be right so he's english mm. and he went over to china many years ago and he met this chinese gum and I think I just I don't know I've just heard things like for example not saying trying to paint a picture she didn't she was a what is it a voluntary mute until the age of eight or something really yeah so she well she only spoke to her mother she wouldn't even speak to her father or anyone else and then she started to talk so she's she is quite quiet. She's very pretty. She's a model. She was apparently on some reality TV show out there. And, but from what I can hear, she doesn't really have much of a personality. Or, um, anyway, so what happened? They, I think he was a very on and off again relationship. And then he decided to move on. He left China. He went to another country and he was with this other girl. And apparently the Chinese girl flew out there to his place and was like i'm not gonna leave until you take me back and he was like go away <laughs> and, and dedication he, yeah i mean this is the thing right because he's, he's a very nice guy he's a right. family friend and he's, he does seem very sweet well and, he must be for her to have the address where he had relocated to yeah, I'm not too sure if they actually did live there at one point and then they broke up and then she moved back to China. I'm not too uh, sure because I'm thinking maybe that's why she had the address. So she, knew. So she so she came back, but now he's living with this new, I don't know if they're living together, but he's in a relationship. And I, I feel built, you know, I feel sorry for that girl. It's just like, so your ex-girlfriend, she's just going to be camping in the hallway for the next <laughs> week, which is what transpired. What? And yeah, so I'm just like, okay, so there's dedication, but also, also maybe, she, well, who knows, maybe she just couldn't afford a hotel or she just thought, great, every time he leaves his flat, I'm out there, I can, you know, just be on him, try and convince him to take me back. So I remember hearing this and thinking, hmm, I don't know how reasonable that sounds. But anyway, so what, apparently this uh, this had an impact, and he decided to take it back. Oh wow! Yeah, so that so, shit worked. <laughs> that's right, ladies. If you're listening, <laughs> this is what you do: you cap outside on that doorstep. And so they got back together. They ended up, I think she got pregnant, and then they ended up getting married. But ever since having the baby, I mean, you know, there's little things, right? So they now live, so as I said, in Singapore. So I think before, while she was pregnant, they were lining up a housekeeper stroke nanny situation. And the culture is, well, like housekeeper, like a live-in housekeeper, right? Hmm. And they have, a, they have a small spare bedroom. So the, my, my friend, he was like, oh, of course, she's, she'll stay in there. And his wife was like, no she was staying in the kitchen and it was this kind of hollowed out shelf or something. I don't even know if that makes sense. You know, it's like kind of like undertaker, like, like a bit of a, a bit of a curtain over right. it. She's like, no, that's She was basically going to stay. She was wanting the woman to live in a closet. In the pantry. Yeah. Yeah. Even though there is a spare bedroom, just sitting there uh, vacant. And I'm thinking, reason, wow. Reason for that. 
because she's probably a cruel bitch. <laughs> I mean, that's my, that's the only conclusion I can arrive, arrive at because why wow. would you, yeah, I, for me, that just speaks volumes about her character. So then she, so since giving birth to this, um, to the child, she's just been not interested in the kid at all and mm. um, going out, meeting men, <laughs> coming back drunk you know like a lot she's out there in the streets then so it's just a wrap for her then yeah i think she's trying to find husband number two and he's got more money and things like that and um, the latest i heard is that like the kid's one years old and she wants to put the child in she doesn't work mind you she wants to put the child into nursery from 7 a.m to 7 p.m each day <laughs> I know. I'm just thinking that's longer than a work day. Oh my god! And you don't work. And- why do you get hooked up with somebody like that, though? If he seems like such a nice guy, why would he put up with that nonsense? I don't know. I am hearing this over and over again. The nice guy who gets lured in by a very I, I think on the surface, she doesn't seem dominant, but she is. But that's what the nice guy being lured in by the dominant woman. And I think sometimes, okay, for example, I think it might be sometimes nice guys, they don't, they're not very assertive. They don't necessarily know what they want. Mm. Or if they do, they don't go for it. So therefore, they're kind of at the whim of these women who are like, mm, I want you. I'm going to go for, I don't know what accent that was. I was like, I'm going to go for you. I don't try to do an accent. It's like, I'm going to go for you. So then they zone in and then it's like, try and get out of my talons, bitch. Mm. So I, I, yeah. Cause I've just heard it so many times and I just think to myself, okay, now I do have a boyfriend, but before I was just a bit like, hi, I'm quite nice. You know, I, I you know, like, I'm not a total bitch. So that makes me so much better than so many <laughs> than who you're with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's obviously, you know, but also I do, I know the opposite. Um, no, she wasn't going to say the opposite. But obviously, human beings are human beings. You know, there's nice men, there's bad men, nice women, bad women. So yeah, um, it is interesting though when one one person in the, in the relationship just seems an extra... And I'm going to say inextricably nicer than the other person. You just say, what was the allure there? I don't get it. Good sex. But I don't know. For me, uh, doesn't that wear off after a while? Plus, if you don't like the person, what? You're like, oh, the sex is good. For me, if I don't like the person, I don't want to have sex with them. So I think maybe let's say the honeymoon phase wears off. How long were they together? You said they were together. I I don't really know that. I think it was it would have at least been eight years. So a good a good while, long enough to get bored with each other sexually. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I there think were I'm other com- enough, I guess. complexities involved that weren't really uh, brought to your attention that contributed. I do know she didn't like him going out with his friends and she didn't have any friends. I mm. think I, you know, I'm hearing this quite a lot. Um, 
And I think what the danger of that is when you don't have your own life or you're not happy with the one you created, you will lurch on to that other person. And in a way you're worried that because they have these other interests, they have these friends, they're not a hundred percent relying on you. Mm. And if you like to be in control, that's not going to sit well with you. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a danger sign. That is a danger. Because another friend of mine, she's kind of in this relationship. And then she was like telling me, the guy, oh, like the guy I'm going out with, he just doesn't really have many friends. I was like, I, you know, for example, I don't, I wouldn't say, I, it depends on your definition of many friends. I wouldn't say I've got tons of friends. If I, if I threw a party or whatever, I'd be like, okay, maybe I can get 15 people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No. And as you yeah, get I'd older, like, your circle of friends definitely gets smaller. I mean, just. Yeah. It just does, especially once you hit 30, forget it. That circle gets smaller and smaller with each decade. So if you get to like 40, 45, and you've got like five, six friends that you can call, you're, you're, you're pretty much ahead of the game. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, I did the test. I was, somebody asked me, how many friends do you have that you can really count on just recently? Mm. And, and I thought about it and I said, well, I'll answer that in, in a different way. It's like, how many friends could I call if I needed $10,000 and would oh, that's actually give it yeah. to me? There's different levels of counting mm. on, you know, people. Yeah, have, kind of like pick me up in the middle of the night from yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Can I stay at your place type shit is not what I mean. So yeah, um, yeah. it's, yeah, it, it gets smaller as you get older. But as but, how old was she? I think she's more or less the same age he's probably i think he is 35 and i think she might just be early 30s Mm. but what you said though okay i just i think it needs to be caveated because not necessarily everybody's just got ten thousand pounds at their disposal like yeah there you go for one if you need it but if they had ten thousand pounds would they give it to you? You know, that's what I mean. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's, I was just that's like, absolutely. okay, so like these friends are also going to be rich. <laughs> yeah. No, I know a couple of people like that. that would laugh at that and give it to me. Yeah. But most of my yeah. friends are not like that. So, so those are the people that I'm like, who I'm like, dude, I need 10 grand or these Russians are going to, chop my hand off would actually give me the 10 grand so you'd be like which hand are you going to choose to get chopped <laughs> off <laughs> it's like you write with your right hand but you piss with your left so uh it's a tough one it's like cool i'll just buy you a fake hand don't worry about it we're way cheaper than ten thousand, so we're good uh well hopefully your friend's situation um works out for the best uh, my... but also because it's based in singapore it's interesting because I, I think my mom, like having been to law school like over 10 years ago, mm. my mom's like, oh, I, my daughter's an international lawyer. I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> but I was kind of curious to see how, if the law is different. And it's interesting in Singapore, you can't file for divorce unless you've been married for two years. Okay. Yeah. That's, so I was that's like, good. yeah, like but yeah, I do as well. But, it, but then again, it depends. On the circumstances, because I think in a way, maybe you're like me, like when you first hear that, you're like, yeah, you're going to give it a chance. You're really going to give it a chance. But what if, for example, you've been together for a long time, then you get married and then you find out something about that person or whatever, or like they cheated on you 
multiple times they were the one who gave you that std i don't know <laughs> well there has to be some sort of clause in in the contract because that's all it is it's a contract you know it's, yeah. a, it's a license before the government which i think should be a renewable contract and it should have an expiration date i've always maintained this thought so uh, like oh, any yeah, other so license <laughs> yes yeah, it's, it's like a driver's license anything else you should have to renew your marriage license it's a license renew I it like that every 10 years 10 years oh. is reasonable I think 10 years say, is reasonable. I was really say five. Three. Yeah, five. Yeah, five, yeah, three. Five. Yeah. And it's because, just a license. So you're renewing it. You're not having to renew vows or get married again. Just renew your license. What do you think of this? So there was this guy I was going out with. And at one point, I think he was like saying, telling me that like him and his ex-wife regarding their child, they get together every once in a while. And they kind of like, okay, how is this arrangement working out? And they discuss things like, for example, what school, does she need to change school? I don't know, all those kind of things. Mm. So then I was like, that's interesting. And then I said to him, what about in terms of romantic relationships? Do you think that would be maybe shouldn't have used romantic in this context, in this context, a relationship where you kind of every once in a while, like every once a month, you kind of check in with each other. You have like a little, you sit down with a glass of wine and you go, right, so you're like, are you happy with how things are going is there anything i think obviously you should kind of voice things as they arise but i don't know i just thought maybe you'll do like, that anyway once you get older you're you're still young were you like 31 30 me i'm 36 36 yeah. eh, well you you should be having that conversation I know, but I just thought it'd be an interesting approach if you kind of project managed your relationship a little bit. <laughs> just like a kind of like a, a monthly check-in. It's like you've said everything you need to tell me. I don't know if you need to do a monthly, but maybe have like a quarterly sit down. <laughs> maybe maybe go away for the weekend. Yeah, you know, hire a, a business room, do a PowerPoint slide. Well, you know, just gives you a little bit more time to accumulate shit because if i'm having to address <laughs> shit every month it's like you know let's let's deal with five issues instead of one every month it's like all right what's it gonna be this month you know at least, but what you're not gonna mention it until you're quarterly no it's not <laughs> about it's not a matter of not mentioning it you're gonna mention it because it has to be discussed at the time yeah. so subsequent to that so even if you said yeah fine it's squashed i'm over it then come, you know, the spring uh, reunion sit down or whatever you want to call it for the, the discussion of the, the relationship. You can say, yeah, we discussed it and I was good, but I'm not completely done with it. So mm. then you can discuss. I'm not suggesting that you hold on to it until April. And then <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting to fuck you up for three months, you know, um, but yeah, I'm, I, I think you'll have those conversations. What's the oldest guy you've ever dated? Like seriously dated for longer than a few, you know, long enough for where things were great and then started to have to have a, a talk. Um, well, the biggest age gap. Yeah. Okay. And it's, well, to be honest, it might be my current relationship. He's how old is he? He's nine years older than I am. And we are, yeah, we've had to have a, like in the last week or two, just like a few little chats, well, about things, which, you know, kind of, 
um, you know, takes the shine a little bit off the honeymoon period, you know, but still we're good. We've bounced back and stuff, but you know, you had to have the first, like, yeah, I don't really like, I don't really like it when you said this, you know, you know, but yeah. And I think even though, so it's like three months or so, but yeah, we're definitely talking long-term where like he's, I'm going to meet his, I met his son. I'm going to meet, I was supposed to meet his parents in a couple of weeks, but then it had to be canceled and, but that's going to happen soon. Yeah. We're kind of like on this trajectory of serious shit. Oh shit. So that's cool. So, but, but the, um, the fact of the matter is, is that you're having these conversations. That was my point. And he's an older guy. And once you, in, in my experience, once you move past like 40, like 42, that's when you're definitely going to be having those experiences in your relationship. So yeah, expect that. So it's but I think I'm the one who instigates them. Uh, he's willing to have it, but he's not. Men are generally into conflict in their relationship. We like to go out into the world and fight other people. <laughs> we want peace and quiet at home, you know? Well, that's why I mention it, because I don't want conflict. So therefore, if something's mm. bothering me, I don't want it to start brewing. Okay, that was a little something he said something that i'm not gonna go into all the details but he labeled me he associated me with the word drama and i was like wait trauma or drama 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 okay okay he said like if and i yeah exactly i'm like oh you want to fight you want to fight tonight okay okay well done i'm sorry no no drama there yeah 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 this is that's the ironic thing once you're like oh hey muchacho yeah you know so um so i thought you know i kind of got over it or whatever but then he goes to me he says something to me like um he said something really sweet to me a few days later. And he was like, oh, he's like, oh, ba- you, baby, you made me so happy. And I was like, and I, I didn't say this, but this is what I thought. I really wanted to be like, are you sure I just don't bring you drama? <laughs> <laughs> oh. So I didn't say, I, it was like, it was over message. So I realized to myself, okay, wait, we've got a, that, you know, it has some unresolved, an unresolved issue here. So then I brought it up, um, I think the next day and I was, you know, karma, not dramatic. I just said like, can we refrain from using these terms because I'm not dramatic and well, everybody can be dramatic at times, but I was just, I just feel that's a bit of a, if you're having a conversation with a woman and you start to go, oh, you're really emotional, you're really dramatic. I think they're quite toxic terms because it starts to, it's, you're basically, you just it's a way of undermining somebody and you're actually like saying i was trying to explain you know i was upset about something and i said i I clearly said i i know i'm projecting here i do know that um but and i was a little bit upset whatever not necessarily at him and i was trying to like i so i'm trying to you know obviously you're not that person you're different but i just felt that yeah i just I, i i think it's a harmful word so how did he get to somebody with. how did he get to that word though? Did you find out how he got to that conclusion? Because I, well, this is when we were talking about things because I mentioned um, some <laughs> try not to say too much, but at the same time, um, he referred to a joke he made that made me 
I didn't I didn't get offended often, but I said I, I really didn't like that joke. And and then he was like, okay, this is not a tip for tap, but something you did earlier. It's because I dated um, divorced guys with kids. And sometimes I've experienced that they don't make the time for the relationship or they initially do. And then you kind of get squeezed out. So I think I thought I saw this in motion and I got a bit worried. And I, you know, it's like, obviously you got to spend time with your son. That is like the most important thing you know, role as a father is the most important thing you could ever do. Um, but I just said something like, you know, I just, you know, hope that you always, you know, make time for us. And I was upset. I was a bit upset um, because also then it was like, oh, I don't want to spend it. Like, he, like then he didn't want to spend like one of our normal nights together. And I just thought there was a correlation and it was bucking a trend. Like the first time this pattern was being broken. So you do wonder like, okay, I've just said one thing and now, um there's this immediate well uh, you know this is like these two events are they linked so i think then you know to be honest i was telling a friend of mine who's like by myself until now was single for a long time and when you see like men retreat like that you're just like ah oh, yeah here we go you just do get into this like yeah i've been here before so this is oh we're on step three okay awesome okay so i wanted to discuss all that and i was i was a bit upset um, I didn't cry, but it was like, you could tell my, my voice that I was. So then he said to me, he said like his gut reaction when he heard the way I was, you know, talking and the way I sounded was that he was like, Oh, I, I don't need this drama. That's the comment. Mm. And then I just thought to myself, <laughs> mm, like, I, and then that worried me because I just said, I don't want to be with somebody who the first bump, in the road they want to do a runner hmm. so i think you have to be careful labeling a woman as dramatic and also saying you want to you know you want to, to buck you know it's just don't, maybe don't say it loud unless if you really <laughs> want to leave a relationship leave a relationship but don't talk about leaving a relationship you know especially in the early days yeah. i was a bit like yeah, I think so. I just said, I really just want to be, I want to have firm foundations with somebody. I want to be with somebody. So when issues arise, we can just work through them together. That's what I want. And I think everything's good now, but yeah. So that's the thing. That was the kind of, you know, it's like, I don't think this honeymoon phase is completely over by any means. And I think I said on the last podcast, you can keep that going as long as you're caring and attentive and loving towards each other. But yeah, it did make me just like, okay, you're not Mr. Perfect anymore. That's what it was. You're not Mr. Perfect anymore. <laughs> but that's maybe when the real love comes into play because you're just like, it's easy to love somebody perceived to be perfect. But well, you have to remember that every <clears throat> man is going to come into the beginning of a relationship with their representative first, always, always. Oh, right. I was always. like, at first, I was confused. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to get the best of everything of that person. And then yeah. over time, slowly it starts to erode away. You know, it's mm. kind of like the tide goes out and you see who's not wearing any pants. So it's, you know, it's, it's uh, to me, it seems like we're all pretty much the same kind of people. There's only maybe about 20 kinds of people on the whole planet, you know, mm. and each one of us is a little bit of some of these other people. And we're trying to find that right combination of looks and, you know, 
energy and behavioral patterns, but just in the right order. And it's hard. It's hard to find that. But most of us know what it kind of looks like. Mm. So men, especially because just throughout our creation, us and even in other species where they're trying to peacock and impress the woman, we know what we need to do in order to make you to get impressed. So we, we know we we make us make ourselves look good and reel you guys in, you gals. <laughs> you trick us. Bring you in and see this is what you could be getting. And then once you get in here, you're like, yeah, I'm not giving you that every night. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I think maybe for, for women, it's the same as well to a degree. But for example, people say to me, oh, yeah, everybody puts the best foot forward at the beginning. And I think I didn't feel like I really changed that dramatically, you know, from the beginning to, you know, further down the line. I'm always making an effort. Okay, maybe. Okay, I this has been work mode, so I did a bit more slap. Okay, I'm washing my hair tonight. I'm seeing my guy tomorrow. But yeah, I you know I put effort into my appearance. I you know try to be nice and attentive and thoughtful. Um, so I don't feel I, the only thing I feel I always get a bit worried about in the beginning stages is when. When are you going to have that first stressful day and you tell them about it? And, you know, you're not like, yeah, it's a bit stressful, but you're like, fucking hell. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, how are they going to deal with that? Or That's they... hard, man. That's so yeah. hard because we communicate differently anyway, no yeah. matter what. Men speak to men and, uh, you know, and we understand and women do the same. But when you start to cross those genders communication wise we struggle just in general a lot of times to talk and when if you're coming home and you're you've had a bad day and you're pissed like mm. just the wrong response that you're not looking to get will just flatline any sort of good evening so it's mm -hmm. not it's not always gonna be that easy yeah i've been you know i've shared my stresses with a, a partner and i am yeah, I, I do move my hands around and I'm like, swear, I'm like, but I'm not swearing at them. I'm like, fuck the fucking company and like this shit, blah, 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 blah. Quite animated. And then they were laughing at me. I, I know it wasn't. Yeah, they were passionated. <laughs> passionated. I think they were laughing at me at. Yeah, but not in. A, I kind of understand why, because I'm so animated and passionate about it. But at the same time, I'm like, uh, bitch, I'm like trying to explain to you why I'm so stressed out and all you're doing is laughing. You, yeah, that's, you know, you should be more empathetic. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, it's interesting how we all respond to different emotions. Yeah. Well, a lot of that comes down to how we're brought up too, you know, and um, just the experiences we have when we're younger and how we're raised and so on kind of like um, you were talking about schools and how schools teach us and what they don't teach us. And should we keep being taught the same old shit? And I was reading something about that earlier today. And one of the things that they said that we should be getting taught is how to have relationships with people, you know, romantic relationships, because you're not taught that. And it's like Nine. you don't know anything about it. And during those early stages of you actually wanting to date somebody, that's mm. when I need to really be giving some sort of 
you know, education outside of, you know, sexual education and wear a condom and so on. But um, that doesn't exist, does it? Yeah, I totally agree. Because I'm doing this studying for the counseling certificate, which is like the first leg, I just feel it's been really useful and it's caused me a lot of self-reflection. And I think I'm quite, I'm quite level-headed, but definitely during this course, I've it's like opened up things that I, well, it's not like I repress, but I guess you just kind of, you know, like, oh, that's a long time ago and I've got other things to worry about. And they've kind of creeped back to the surface and you, you see patterns and like maybe in terms of your parents, you might view them a bit differently. And so this is, so what I'm trying to say, I actually think that primarily they should teach you to have a good relationship with yourself that you should love yourself, learn to love and accept yourself, to be kind to yourself. And then on top of that, then the relationship skill, there should be relationship skills that they teach. Mm. Because if you have a good relationship with yourself and you like yourself, you're more likely to attract a healthier partner who's on the same wavelength. Of course. I think that's uh, extraordinarily more difficult now than it was when say you or I were younger though, just because the way technology moves now. Yeah, I agree. <sighs> yeah. Well, I think this is the thing. Okay. We always, it always seems to be something we come social media. Obviously I feel it, it can be very toxic in, in many ways. Obviously there are benefits, but, it would be nice if I, I think to be honest, there is a bit of a, a movement at the moment trying to promote looking natural in your photographs, like celebrities taking off their makeup and be like, look. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel, but at the same time, I do feel it's a bit of a fad. I do feel it's quite inauthentic. And then I think what's the name? Kylie Jenner did something like that as well. But then it was like, this is because of my skin product line, than, <laughs> uh, you know, her trying to promote natural beauty. So that'll never I, happen. I mean, come on. It's it's the beauty has been the 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 thing to use as a reference point for centuries, you know. Yeah. They do paintings because you're beautiful. They'll sculpt you because you're beautiful and now you're on TV or a magazine because you're beautiful. So Yeah. There's even more beautiful now because you're accepted for having curves now. So if you look like Kim Kardashian or even maybe, you know, all these fuller figured women, that's, you know, a nice look now, too. So everybody's got to got to look good. So you well, really struggle to love yourself when you're being put up against all of these other ideologies, I guess. But then don't you think that is enlarging the parameters of what's considered beautiful so that could actually be helpful and it might help women accept themselves more because they see uh, you yeah, know these no, plus absolutely. size models absolutely but, that's yeah. not i guess that's not what i meant sorry what i was meaning was is now because there's always somebody that's going to hate what you're doing online okay okay yeah. so that's what i meant by technology so it doesn't matter what you look like. You can be, you know, super skinny and that's what is on a magazine. Mm. 
And then somebody that's not into that is going to say, you shouldn't look like that. And it goes the other way. You know, there's always a double standard. So um, you can never really rely on seven, you know, billion people to tell you something nice or honest. It's always these different opinions. So it's going to, it's more difficult when you're getting likes on a picture and stuff. And that's what you're relying on as your gauge of success of what you've created, I guess. Yeah. I think, did I mention this before that well, I started reading when I have, okay, I'm probably like 30 pages in and that was two months ago. Is that homo sapiens or sapiens and the author said something quite interesting. He was saying how we were originally made to operate in these quite small tribes. So therefore, that's why it's like with social media where you have this massive exposure and you're, you might have millions of comments targeted at you. It's just, it's just too much to hmm. so compute. Right. Our, our brains aren't supposed to be or even a person shouldn't be operating in such a massive, severe, like social severe. And, but also, I don't know. I mean, sometimes I do hear these celebrities and obviously they kind of go on these, they have these downward spirals and things because I guess it, it must be the people close to them. But I just, for me personally, okay, obviously I'm not a celebrity, but maybe it would get to me if you had barrages of criticism but for me, I just feel even like my life, I'm just a bit like, I'm not going to take your criticism to heart if I don't respect you. That's just how I operate. Yeah, but you weren't brought up under the circumstances, though. Neither of us were. So you have but, no, yeah, so. no way of knowing what it's like to be like six, seven, eight, nine years old and having social media and your friends talking about you. Like, I remember being a kid and not having the right whatever garment you know and being made fun of by like four people right mm. that's like four or five people you know saying oh man you shouldn't have got those shoes they're not style anymore or whatever right and that sucks because you only know you know you're you're only around a couple hundred people at most you know mm. in, your, in your school so i'll multiply that by thousands or tens of thousands in some cases hundreds of thousands you know followers and just people in groups and whatever and that many people telling you that your shoe game is trash oh man that is gonna destroy your life you can't cope with that every day on that grand scale no. I'm never going to wear shoes again. <laughs> and then they go and shoot up a movie theater, man. I'm telling you, it's too much. It's all this new stuff that we've never had any experience with. So they don't teach you how to mitigate the fucking trauma that you're going to endure in school by using all the social media. They don't teach you anything about how to function in today's society. They didn't even yeah. teach us that when I was a kid. You know, we learned plate tectonics and all this other garbage that's of absolutely no use in my life right now none and yeah. you know all this junk geometry crap that is not really relevant all this basic level stuff that you'll never use it never does you any good so yeah i think uh, the whole educational system could be rewritten and just or at least restructured Mm. And I don't mean like that new math stuff. The what do they call it? Oh, I forget what it's called. 
there's something in the States and I don't think they probably do it over here, but it's a, it's a mathematical system that makes absolutely no sense. I, I think I've seen it here as well. I think they refer to it as new maths or whatever, because they have old maths versus new maths. And right. I've seen it posted on Facebook and I'm like, okay, I'm going to try and do this. And I'm like, I don't understand how they did it. I was like, why the old math seems a lot simpler I don't know why they've overcomplicated it, but yeah, um, I don't see it. I can't find it. But yeah, a lot of the stuff it doesn't it doesn't make it's not logical to me. But um, that's the things are logical to them because they're yeah, being exactly. programmed in a different way. Yes. <laughs> mm, so then they see old maths and they're like, "No, what is this?" That's wild. Now they didn't teach mm. us anything in school outside of basic stuff. They didn't teach you how to deal with, you know, real life problems. They didn't teach us how to do taxes. They didn't teach us how to do anything. Finance. They should teach you about finance, about credit cards, about saving. But then again, I feel that they probably the education system, or I don't know, there's ulterior motives at play. People want you to get into debt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a big business. In the United States, I think, um, uh, forget the student loan debt, something like $4 billion or $4 trillion or something absurd like that. It's disgusting. And it's like, yeah, we want people to... And work hard, they can educate themselves, get out of poverty. That is the massive fucking bill. And depending on what they're doing as well, you know, they might be majorly contributing to society. It's just like, God, like, it's just, I don't know. I it, obviously, I'm not an economist or anything, but university in this country used to be free. I don't know if it ever was. Was it ever free in the States? Fuck no. Yeah, you have a very expensive <laughs> university well, system 1.6 trillion in student loans according to the federal reserve bank of new york this was in in 2020 more than half of all american students now have to go into debt to get through college that's what we call university and their average student loan debt topped thirty-seven thousand in 2020 collectively they owe 1.6 trillion dollar um they're not paying that off especially like those med students oh my god the carrot is so juicy at the end of that stick but it's so far before you pay off all your debt your student debt they're going in hundreds hundreds of thousands you know debt yeah when you're going into a quality medical school um but of course they're going to make great money depending on the uh specialty field or whatever yeah that they go into Mm. Um, yeah, teach you how to write a check would have been nice to know how to do how to not uh, overspend on your credit cards when the first time when you turn 18 and they're like, hey, here's some credit. And the next thing you know, you're screwed up. Yeah. Well, just like in terms of how to save and what to do with those savings, because the bank's returns are so little, you know, it could have been... <laughs> Interesting to be like, okay, invested in this long-term thing with Jake. I don't know, half reason lands down or whatever suggestions. No idea. I think they just, you know, teach me about ISIS and I don't know, shit like that. Hmm. Where's the, the next Elon Musk learning, you know? It's not mm. likely in a school. 
This guy's uh, making it so we can communicate without using words. What is the school teaching you that will help you understand this shit? Nothing. You know, they're not teaching us how to be ready to engage and function in a society with stuff like that. That's good. So you have to communicate without words, but is that kind of like the neuralink? Okay. Yep. Yeah, but is it like great? They're gonna hand me a glass. I think I want them to give me a glass of water, and then I get a glass of water. Or is it, for example, is would it help somebody who's not good at expressing how they feel? But that's what that's what I was, I was actually they were talking about that on Joe Rogan's podcast I was listening to today. So they were talking about how that is gonna possibly make it so. Uh, our intent to be so understood mm. because it's going to be at such a, 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 I don't even know the words they were using, but the levels that we're going to be able to communicate is going to be so much deeper and understood at a more organic rate than we do now, because, you know, words can, you know, they're not always, they're easily to manipulate. Mm. A lot of times we say things and we really don't mean it. So you don't know what my intent is. That's why these cops get off with killing people. It's like, well, my intent wasn't to kill them. Or Mm. or you can't say that this cop is racist. He's like, you don't know what they're feeling. And they only tell you what they're feeling. They don't mean that's the actual actual thing. I mean, teachers used to hit kids on the hands with rulers and whatnot. So yeah, totally. Education system, uh, you know, they... They've, they've matured a little bit, but uh, mm. I think we need a little bit more than that. Somebody in Florida did that. I just saw in the news a couple of days ago, some woman, some teacher, and they face criminal charges now. Go Florida. I wish I could find that story. Yeah. But, but then it makes me think the Neuralink, you could just, if somebody's testifying in court, you just put that in um, and then it's kind of like they've got a truth detect uh, they've got a lie detector in them i don't know if it works like I don't that, work like that. It will. <laughs> i mean it might be able to be programmed to work that way mm. but i don't know if it would ever work that way or at least not it's a original intent yeah that'd be kind of cool though yeah just imagine. you're lying to me well just imagine your your marriage license renewal <laughs> hey that should you know, be a like, thing Mm, and be like okay Neuralink is saying you, you actually don't want to renew this but you're saying yes because of financial reasons okay there you go yeah well, sometimes that's the reason I mean think of how many yeah, I mean, relationships stay together because of money you know yeah sometimes I mean honestly I've been hearing about people who've been getting married uh divorced three or four times I'm like how rich are these people that's a luxury most people cannot afford and yeah. but then again I feel okay. Let's just say that would a device like Neuralink um, would be developed, and it could convey your hidden truths, your emotions, and things. I feel that's treading a bit of a delicate line because I think it's like that ability. If you were given the the superpower of reading everybody's thoughts, I think that would be an absolute nightmare. I don't think it's it's you're necessarily reading their thoughts. There's I think it's just the thoughts are into your head from there somehow, you know, it's, we're just communicating in a different way. It's not like I'm walking through crowds, scanning what people are thinking. It, it, 
it tr- it's like a radio signal. It's like it's yeah. transmitting from one Neuralink to the next one. I'm talking to you, you know. It was a superficial it- shit. Like, okay, I'll meet you at the restaurant at nine. Okay, cool. I don't know. I mean, but I don't know how it would work in situations like this when you're not actually in front of the person. You mm. know, it might not. It might not be a thing. Um, but then once we've advanced to having neurologic implants like that, I think we might be able to like start teleporting ourselves places, and we won't really be apart on laptops and stuff like that. We'll always be able to either get places really quick or maybe have holograph holographic images of ourselves or something like that. And you can communicate through that thing. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Can you send your hologram to a party to check it out? (laughs) And then you're like, okay, it is good. So I'm just going to beam myself up there. What if you don't even have to have the experience anymore then? Well, you can just sit at home with your VR kind of thing. And just be like, see in the whatever room. Yeah, like you're already, you're there. Essentially, you're there, but you just don't even leave the house. Yeah, I mean, I think that could be quite a good option when you're a bit, you don't really know the people. You're like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to have a good time. That's kind of nice. But yeah, for like people you really like, you actually turn up in person. You're like, yeah, okay, you're a real yeah. friend. We'll see. I don't know how that's going to work. Near future. Mm. I don't think we'll be seeing a lot of each other in about 30, 40 years. Yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, man. That's a, That seems like such a long time. It's not really, but it seems like technologically, that's a long time from now. Like To think where technology was when I graduated high school mm. to now, 30 years later, you know, that's a lot i mean quantum leaps compared to what we had these phones alone are just yeah the home phone the pager oh my god seriously text texting we could had a phone or a a pager that could get messages on the screen it's so ridiculous like calling up an operator and be like uh hi dad (laughs) (laughs) turn down tv (laughs) yeah thanks we used to call people like i called my mom to let her know i was going to be late or something and um like if i didn't have any money you have to call collect yeah we have reverse charges yeah yeah so i'd be like i'm just going to be home late so don't accept charges (laughs) (laughs) so they're like you have a collect call from Like, that's oh, exactly what we used to do as well. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Those those are those are good uh, memories that you'll never have anymore. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That's technology again, moving forward. And what about the old like the phone boxes as well? Um, who is it? My friend. They have a phone box in that in their uh, driveway, mm-hmm. and it's quite cool. So they got like the one of the big red ones. And then inside, they like printed out all these like dodgy, call me, pre-transsexual <laughs> numbers. So, like, they're quite quirky. I thought that was quite funny. But when you see that, when I see them in town, I was like, God, this is how we used to operate. This is just oh, yeah. nuts. You'd call people and then you'd, mm. make, you'd make a long call and then the phone would ring and they'd want more money put into the machine or to the phone. And, um, There'd be gum on the phone. You don't have to always look at it before you stick it on your face. Yeah, totally. You have no idea who's been in that booth before you're doing mm. God knows what to those yeah. pictures of those transsexual <laughs> call girls. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. 
So what else do you want to talk about here? My friend Dana is not looking like she's going to make it today, obviously. No worries. Um, nah, I haven't got anything else to talk about. Really. <laughs> Boy, does your life suck. Come on. You've got something exciting to tell me. Anything. Oh, my life. My God. Um, life has just been work at the moment. Oh, no, I'm just looking forward to going inside a restaurant tomorrow. Wow. Yes, I am looking forward to that because I feel April showers have been delayed into May showers. And it's nice not to have your food swimming in a bowl of water. So, yeah, I am looking forward to that. Less soup, then it's all right. Yeah, exactly. Where are you going? Who are you going with? So I'm going with my boyfriend and we're going to go to, it's, called, it's just like a country pub called The Winning Post. The Winning Post for winners. Um, yeah, it's uh, like near Windsor. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to dress up. Nice. That's where Mr. 213 lives, isn't he in Windsor? Yeah. So this is, um, yeah, kind of like before Windsor. It's more, yeah, closer to Legoland. Yeah. Yeah, has Mr. T13 been in touch? I haven't talked to him. Oh man, he's all he's all shacked up. Probably like <laughs> having a baby or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Who knows, yeah. man? Who knows? I don't know. Um yeah, we'll enjoy that. I haven't been out to dinner well since last summer. We had that really eat out to help out oh uh, that open. was so good Everything's that was so shut. good no but then well it's just in between lockdowns yeah things will open up for a little while and, and stuff but then i think this is the thing even when they said okay cool restaurants open everybody can eat outside god it was so that's oh, so stressful but just scrounging around for it's like it might as well they might as well not be open because mm. i can't get a table until like a few weeks in and then even <laughs> then it's going to be mediocre at best you're like yeah, yeah well, desperate right now i'll take it those places aren't equipped for that though are they yeah. got like six tables you know or something yeah crazy. no heaters the umbrellas have holes in them or something I'm like that's like sucks no the weather's been shit. I don't know what you guys yeah. get down there. It has been raining like crazy. Tomorrow's supposed to Same. be way worse. Anyway, who cares? But beginning of June, apparently we're going to have two hot weeks. 20 degrees. <laughs> two Shut hot up. weeks. Summer. That's hot. That's fucking summer. Two weeks of summer this it year. It is hot, but two Woo! weeks in the weather, man. What happened to global warming? I know. I mean, silver linings, eh? I know. I mean, if we're going to fuck up the planet, can we, like, not at least have some, like, good, like, blowback here and just be like, okay, we're all dying, but we're all beautifully tanned. (laughs) You have to enjoy it. You're only here for, you know, 80 years if you're lucky, which means I don't even have 30-some-odd summers left to live. So I need to have some sunshine and some warm weather. I know. Well, I'm not too sure why you came to England. I don't know. (laughs) The summers weren't so bad here. It seems like the summers were actually really nice up until just a couple years ago. It seemed like they just got really, really hot, like really short and like really hot. Yeah. 
but short, short, you know, just for like a couple of weeks, it's just like unbearably hot. And then it just like, but like when I first started coming over here, it was nice because I'm coming from LA though. So it's going to be yeah. a different, different summer feel for me, I guess. But I don't know. I like it here, but I don't know. Maybe I'll go to China and find me one of those chicks that'll sleep <laughs> in your hallway. Um, <laughs> I've got nothing else. I'm going to start regretting soon. So um, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. Check us out on Spotify, as you know, and don't forget to download and review and rate. And we appreciate you listening. Thank y'all. And-